0: Yeah, 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 man. You already know what the fuck it is, man. DJ Jerry, aka the voice of the streets. It's that motherfucking Mixtape Travers Radio, man. I got a special guest in the building right now, bitch. Too real, man. What's happening? What's
1: happening, man? Check this out, boss. Yeah. Check this out, bitch. Yeah. Ah.
0: yeah. <laughs> What's going on, man? What's was good, dog? That's you in the motherfucking building, dog? Mixtape Travers Radio, Finally, man. Finally, my nigga, I'm here yeah i'm here uh like i ain't gonna lie everybody a couple motherfuckers been telling me that he's like man why you ain't been interviewed too real bro like like well what the fuck take you so long bro he been going viral he been going nuts bro you could you should have you should have been had him on the podcast bro
1: man listen man it's it's timing is everything man the timing went right and for everybody who said that man just know i reached out to jerry about a year ago and he told me i can come on and i ain't never get back at him so that was on me yeah no bullshit. Just to I told clear that you, up, man. Just clear that up. Yeah,
0: because yeah. I was like, man, whenever you ready, bro, nigga, hit me. We're going to knock that shit out. We're going to go crazy. Exactly. But shit, like the timing, you it's know what I'm saying? Right. It's, it's right now, man. It's right we, now, we got though. You, we got you, bro. But shit, though, like, you know, we got to clear it up uh, ASAP, bro. You know what I'm saying? I know everybody that seemed it it went super viral on uh, the Mixtape Travers page. You know what I'm saying? It was a clip you had did an interview with another podcast uh in Texas, right? Yeah, Whittier Park 5. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, just, yeah. Um, yeah, and we posted a clip where you said uh, Milwaukee was one of the best-dressed uh, <laughs> cities. But I had put, you know what I'm saying, Milwaukee was the best-dressed city. You know yeah, what I'm saying? No, because listen. I don't get no fuck. Hey, you got their ass with that, right? Yeah. And let me, and let, me let me, tell, listen,
1: this, this is what I want to tell y'all. Like, look, I want you to bring the camera a yeah. right? little <laughs> Hey, check this out, boss. Yeah. What do you niggas really want from us? Like, what do y'all want from us? Like, let me ask you this. What do y'all want for us? Nigga, I'm really trying to shed light on the town. On the city, right? I'm trying to shed light on the city, and, and the whole time I'm trying to shed light on the city. All the fucking comments is coming from people from the city. I said one of the best. I clearly didn't say the best. Nigga Jerry got y'all. He baited y'all in because <laughs> niggas don't read because reading is fundamental. Niggas don't watch shit. Watching is fundamental. Listening is fundamental. But what do <laughs> niggas really want from us, boss? Like, Think about it, my nigga. I'm trying to shed light on the city. We stay going viral for bullshit every month. And it's no real representation of our culture. So yeah, I said we was one of the best. And let me tell you something. Nigga, even if you didn't agree with me, you shouldn't have said nothing. Cause then your mama say, nigga, if you ain't got nothing good to say, don't say nothing good at all. And think <laughs> about it. Another thing we was taught, if you can't help a nigga, don't hurt a nigga. But you niggas won't help a nigga, but wanna hurt a nigga. Right. Hurt his brand, hurt what he trying to do. Nigga, I'm trying to push our movement for our culture for it, shed light for it. But at the same time, you niggas still Want to crucify a nigga for trying to represent this motherfucker? You know when I was on that interview, nigga, they ain't even know niggas like K Count Rico Love Tank and all those from our city, cause niggas get pushed and ran out for shit like this. How the fuck all the comment sessions People in the comments is the people from our town saying, "Nah, we ain't the best dressed." We nigga, that's y'all, nigga. Nigga, when we put that shit on, shout out to Trapping Ass Baby Jay, nigga. Yeah. We put that shit on, nigga. Yeah. It ain't, it ain't just no motherfucking designer, nigga. It ain't, it ain't, it ain't. The clothes don't make the man, the man makes the clothes, boss. Right. Nice. So for niggas don't understand, fashion is bigger than just some fucking designer. You ever seen a dirty ass kid put some clean clothes on and he still looked at dirty? <laughs>
0: for real, bro. I'm telling you, that shit, shit me so mad. Like, niggas don't
1: understand the concept behind this shit, boss. Yeah. Like, nigga, you can have a $3,500 outfit on. I can have a $200 outfit on, boss. And i still going to knock that bitch you on. I'm still going <laughs> to look good. I'm still going to get more action than you, boss. Yeah. So at the end of the day, man, I was I was disgusted to see the city. Like ninety percent of the comments, motherfuckers from here. Like nigga, you should not have said nothing. You should have been like, yeah, that's what's happening. You right. should have seen the mission because people from out of town was commenting on there. He clearly
0: said one of the best right. goofies. Like man, that <laughs> shit had me so
1: mad, boss.
0: Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, because like I, I was in the same. I was doing the same thing you was doing. I was just reading all the comments, bro, and I was just like, wow, like that's it's just crazy how like like I feel like don't nobody hate Milwaukee more than Milwaukee. Man, like, like that's how I feel, bro. Like, don't nobody hate Milwaukee more than Milwaukee, oh, never bro. Lied, like, it's it just crazy. Like, and it, I don't know, like, it's just wild, man. But like, what, like, no, like, even if I don't agree with a nigga, I'ma still. I'm like, oh, he from Milwaukee. All right, fuck it, fuck come it. on, I'm riding with him. I ain't finna say like I say. If I ain't got nothing good to say, I ain't gonna say nothing
1: good at all. Because the end of the day, it's like if I can't help this nigga, I ain't finna hurt him. That's what I was taught, man. I can't help him right now, but I ain't gonna hurt him. Gonna do what you do, my nigga. Shed light on the town. Because what I was trying to do is what exactly happened. You had plenty of people in my DM like, man, what's the fashion from around here? What what kind of fashion y'all got? I sent them right to Loud Pack Larry Page. Yeah. Showed them the loud life. You know what I'm saying? Sent them right to Lil Petty Page. Showed them the dripping bear light. You know what I'm saying? Showed them some of my shit. Like, we got a culture here that I'm trying to propel and put on the map. Because I'm the type of nigga that I ain't trying to bring one thing down and lift one thing up. Because what I learned is, even in Atlanta, when they had the snap error, Yeah. While the snap era was going on, they still had T.I., the trap shit. They still had Jeezy. They still had Gucci. They still had Shorty Low. So I'm just saying it's not one representation of Milwaukee. It's multiple representations of Milwaukee. And I'm just here to give y'all that other representation of Milwaukee <laughs> yeah. that's actually going to show y'all the, the, the authentic, the players, what we grew up on, like the real root of this shit. You know what I'm saying? The kids that's out here doing their thing, we salute that. We want to empower that. We want to push that for all the young artists and the young talent. But we also want y'all to see the culture, the streets, the human beings, the people that's been grinding for years. Like yourself, boss. Right. Yeah,
0: on the real. Like yourself. I love, bro.
1: No bullshit, man. Listen, Jerry, I'm going to keep it real with you, bro. Like, I remember you from 2010 and now, that's 13 years, right? Yeah. And I'll never forget it, bro, like. Bro, the, the, like, the shit you've you been through, bro, as a person, bro, like, the, the, you have reinvented yourself so many times, my nigga, from having all your guys when you first started doing these mixtape shit, from niggas going to jail, niggas getting indicted, and you keep pushing through it all, reinventing yourself, from hosting niggas mixtapes to just doing all this Man. shit, my nigga. And what I noticed, dog, is that, Instead of nigga giving you your flowers, boss, niggas really want to be you. And, like, instead of playing their role, niggas want your role not knowing all the shit you had to go through and do it. My nigga, you managed to smile through it all, through all this bullshit. Everything that's been going on, a nigga might manage to just keep being him through every phase of the of of the culture that we've been embedded in, that you've been embedded in for years, you've been deeply invested in this shit. And yeah. niggas don't know how many times a nigga didn't feel some type of way because you ain't post none for free or <laughs> or a nigga you ain't hosting nigga shit for free. Like, niggas be on your role until they get your role and realize, yeah. nigga, it's a real headache behind all this shit. And instead <laughs> of trying to help push this forward, nigga like, oh, he doing that shit, I can do that shit. But then that shit fall on deaf ears because a lot of these niggas fade in and fade out you've been in consistently, my nigga, and I'm going to tell you, my nigga, you got to keep going, boss, because your story is propelling, too. And it's very intriguing to people who just think you just some nigga that just started podcasting, media, blogging, all. You've been around in this shit for years, built relationships, ain't burnt none. Right. right. Built a lot of relationships because your name gets spoken good in our culture. And I love that about you, bro, because a lot of niggas mentally... It's a psychological battle for a nigga to stay doing what he been doing as long as he been doing it. Outsider niggas coming in trying to cheat the process, thinking they could just grab some fucking mics and get a podcast and try to be you. But it's only one of you, my nigga. And I'm going to leave you with this, bro. Mm. Can't nobody do you better than you, right? Right. So why not be you? You try to be somebody else. It's a million niggas that probably can be that person better than you, but can't nobody
0: be DJ Jerry. It's only one Jerry, my nigga. Right. Believe that. And that's love, bro. I appreciate that shit, dog. Like niggas don't be niggas be scared to do shit like that. Like just giving nigga they flowers, bro. Like and it's vice versa with you, bro. Like seeing you like through the ten buck two era. You know what I'm saying? When you first started, like we talked about, dog, The President nigga. I still got that CD, nigga. To this that's day, that's day, nigga, I, I still got that CD, that's what's handed, bro. I got it in storage, bro. You know what I'm saying? Because I got. A big box like nigga, whoever give me CDs, bro. Mm-hmm. I got a box like this, like nigga, for shit like from two thousand ten to whenever. Anybody that see me and give me a CD, I don't throw nobody shit away. I keep everybody shit. That's what's happening. You know what I'm saying? Appreciate like, really like that. <clears throat> Only if it's, it's super super ass, then I throw it away. And oh I, yeah yeah. I let the streets wrong. listen to it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, but uh, yeah, man. Like niggas, and came a long way. Like and then, like, <clears throat> even though the music shit and what we do, like, it, it ain't like the NBA. But, like, the only reason I'm, I'm going to make the it be a comparison because the people that's legends, you know what I'm saying, that they durable, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, you got to be durable, you know what I'm saying? You got to go through this, you got to go through this, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and, and survive through all that shit, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? You see all the goats is, then had a crazy story, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Any goat you name right now, they got a crazy-ass story to 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 be who they is today, you know right. what I'm saying?
1: And listen, to be real with you, dog, that's why I be saying, bro, when you like me and you, nigga, we done made it through too many motherfucking thunderstorms to be bothered by raindrops. <laughs> yeah. So when these niggas be hating and saying that little shit, man, bro, I got a fuck it button, bro. I've been through too many storms, my nigga. I don't be bothered by raindrops, my nigga. Motherfucker, it's raining, man. It's raindrops, man. That shit light. <laughs> really? So a lot of shit, I just let roll off me because at the end of the day, when you've been it through the worst situations and been through a lot of shit, and you 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 grew from it, you, you learned from it, it started to give you appreciation for life, bro. And um. Like, even with the NBA comparison, like, I feel like your best ability is your availability. Like, yeah. to be available to the people when they need you. Be available to consciously do something. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm here 15 minutes early, because to me, that's on time. Thanks. You know what I'm saying? It's a 2 o'clock meeting, but shit, I'm here at 145. Like, and the reason why niggas don't want to give niggas they flowers and shit, because a man can never truly be a man unless he get rid of his ego. The ego has to die in order for you to either grow. The ego die, you grow. And you shouldn't be afraid to put a nigga in your light because it's not going to dim yours. Giving the nigga his flowers and his seconds and letting him smell them. Because like you say, I'm so sick of niggas passing and niggas saying all this good shit about them. But they won't say it when you hear it. Right. And you know the nigga. Nigga walk past. Bro, nigga so weird, they'll see you in the store, my nigga, know who you is and won't speak on some weird shit. Right. And then you may happen to just speak to them and they be like, hey, I know who you is, bro. So this whole time you know who I was. Why you being weird, bro? Why you being weird to me? I don't even like using the word weird. You're being different. <laughs> right. You're being different from my norm. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right, so right. Yeah, bro. Motherfucker just got to keep pushing, bro. It's it's an it's 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 everyday struggle, and it's a mental battle. And niggas don't even know half of the shit niggas got to go through to propel and go through life the way we've been going through it. But, but I definitely going to always speak highly to you, publicly yeah. and privately.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's love. That's a real shit. Too real shit the name the <laughs> name speaks for motherfucking <laughs> man <Facts>. no <laughs> hell bullshit. yeah dog no, but you see like like we said, just said man you, uh we're gonna start from the beginning bro like uh like when did you first uh, start the shit because you started like around like 0304 some shit like that right yeah it was like 2004 yeah um i started um i used, I used
1: to be at the club called uh lyric yeah um, lyric 414 escape and questions you know what i'm saying like i used to go in there i never forget it dog it was a uh, uh, that's what DJ Tony Neal and Court DJ uh, Lee and DA yeah. and DJ Don, all them was in there, man. I used to come in there, man, popping bottles, young nigga. And I used to, like, man, I used to, like, pay them niggas. Like, hey, man, play my shit real quick. And me and my guys, we would turn up, and then I was watching the crowd and shit. Like, damn, people actually liking this shit. So I started, I printed up CDs and shit, and I just started, like, pulling up on niggas in my nice car and shit. Niggas buying my shit. I'm like, damn, niggas fucking with it. Then they'll come back and give me a report, like, Man, I like that shit, bro, that one song, woo And I'm like 'cause I used to be like, man, niggas lying, man. Niggas be capping. But I but it was like so many people were supporting me back then. Yeah. That I realized like, damn, I can actually do this music and I was doing the same shit I'm doing now, just telling stories and what shit I was going through. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't no no fantasy shit and articulate shit. So from O4 to now, almost twenty years. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely but uh, you know, like the music always been close to me, but it always been more like the hustle been in me, like to go get some money, like from after sets, throwing parties, and like I'd always been a nigga. Like I never was the reason I feel like I wasn't real big known in Milwaukee, cause I was never the nigga that, uh, like I remember when. Artists used to come, and they like, bro, um, it's 1500 to open up for Jeezy. And yeah, I'm like, yeah, man, I ain't finna pay no nigga no 1500 for them niggas to get all the local for- performances out the way before Jeezy even come in the club and see me, nigga, and I'm rapping in front of my town. Fuck that. I'm finna take that $1,500, go to a club, and be like, hey, man, when y'all slow night, man? What, what night y'all got that y'all really don't pop? They like Wednesday. I right, look, bet. Let me get that night. I'm going to pay my, y'all security. I'm going to pay my DJ, bro. I'm going to pump the night. I took that same little 1500 got that night, created the whole showcase had some artists come perform. Shit, sometimes even charged them a couple hundred and mm-hmm. then gave away some shit and I made some money. Mm-hmm. I said, fuck that. I'm just going to go take my money and go get my own spot. And so I always had to, I had the business go get my own money mentality because I, I went one of them niggas that wanted to keep spending all this money and rapping just to look good. Because right. a lot of niggas be spending a lot of money and be looking good and going nowhere fast. <laughs>
0: For real. <laughs> so
1: yeah, man, music yeah. always been a part of me, but it always been like the hustle in me. Like I was trying to figure out how to make some money off of me. Like, because I wasn't a nigga that was finna let too many niggas eat off me. And I watched that. I watched right. a lot of niggas, get, like, let niggas eat off them for real, for real. Like, and nigga, they, and you look at, they look back at their that, that career and their life and a little run, they had, they ain't got shit to show for it. Right. And everybody else well off. So I guess a lot of niggas didn't really like that about me, but I know they respected it somewhere in life. If they ain't respected by now, fuck them. But <laughs> niggas always, gotta respect that little buddy gonna make sure that he eat off his name first. Then, y'all niggas can get the seconds and the leftovers. Mm-hmm. But I get the full-course meal, boss. Yeah, Not the other way around.
0: So, yeah. yeah, yeah. If that makes sense. Bullshit. 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 Uh, where you from? Like, what side of the city you from?
1: Man, I'm from 13th and right, bro. Yeah. Low end. Right behind um, North Division. It's the yeah. one-way lane. 2,500 block. You know what I'm saying? Been down there my whole life. Still on. We still on the crib down there. Um Grew up right behind North Division. 13th and right. Shit, I'm low end and Man, all this way, shit, been down there my whole life. One of the, one of the few niggas in the city, like, I don't never like, a nigga my age, when you talking about the young niggas, and young niggas be like, I can still go on my block, but this nigga's my age that can't still go in their hood. Right. Like, they can't even go down there. They ain't even welcome. I'm embraced. <laughs> I'm in love in my hood. Like, I go to anybody's house, knock on their door, come in there and chill, sit on their couch, my nigga, and sleep for two weeks. Like, they just, I'm just one of them niggas, bro. My hood still love me. People still love me. And the old, old folks still see me. Happy, you know what I mean? I still check up on people. All that shit, bro. And I've been down there my whole life. I ain't never lived in another hood or none of that shit. You know
0: what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. That's where I've been. Yeah, but shit, like, uh, you know, like, you've been down there your whole life. You know what I'm saying? Like, motherfuckers, like, even just being in Milwaukee, like, it, it, it molded you to be a different type of person. Mm-hmm. Like, what was one of the most, uh, like, crazy experiences that, that helped you help mold you to be who you is today? Man.
1: The crazy experience I ever had, dog, was um a very unfortunate situation in 2005, you okay. know what I'm saying? I had a traumatic situation. You know what I'm saying? And you know, a nigga almost died and left the earth. And um, when I came back from that, bro, I had like a, I had an appreciation for life. Like, what happened was, I felt like after before that, I thought I was invincible. Like, a nigga thought like, man, I, ain't nothing gonna happen to me. I can be, I do whatever I want, live how I want. Right. And somehow God had um showed me that to not be true and what I realized was too, dog, that the power is in a tongue because I used yeah. to speak a lot of shit that was negative and I used to always, always say, if a nigga do this, they this gonna they gonna have to do this or if this happening, and I kept speaking at it to my life and it actually came true. But instead of, you know what I'm saying, taking me away, you know what I'm saying he left me here and he left me in my uh, my own thoughts. Mm-hmm. And and after that traumatic experience, bro, I just I just I kept bumping my head. I kept bumping my head. But something kept telling me, like, oh, you here for something. you here for something. And even other people, everybody around me that love me, like, bro, you got a reason to be here, reason to be here. But it's kind of like what I was telling you earlier. Like, when a motherfucker see your potential and you don't, you don't really take it for what it's worth. And that's what happened with me, bro. And when that happened in 05, I was 19 years old, bro. And um, it changed my perspective on life. And I was trying my best not to make me become worse. Like, I wanted it to make me better. But it was making me, like, I was bitter for a minute, mad at the world. So, multiple prison bids had to go to prison like two, three times. The whole time in there, I feel like this God attacking me. He put me in a room with people who got life, who got similar backgrounds to me. ain't never coming home, and it's just I know he. All these messages coming. I'm not dumb. I'm going down to church to try to highlight my guys, right. but when I'm at the church in the joint, it's a message in there and it's, it's relating to me. But I'm ignoring it. But I'm feeling it, and it's just like I feel like I was always getting attacked, and now where I'm at today, I feel like. That's where I feel like the turning point was for me that begin the cycle of you got to change your mentality in order for you to win. You can't keep trying to be slick. You got to be wise. Cause I was always trying to be a slick ass nigga, right. but I ended up having to learn like being slick, get you nowhere, being wise, get you everywhere. Tough niggas been losing forever. Smart niggas been winning forever. So i be trying to make the smart choice and not the tough choice. So in 2005 to now, all them different hurdles I went through led me to here. And that's where it began. And, um, I I I basically get that experiences. I get at that experience at that time, the most credit to where I'm at right now, man. Right.
0: But shit, uh, like you ain't got to talk about it if you don't want to. But like, <clears throat> like if you if you can, like, he tell like what led up to the uh, that situation. Well, that situation,
1: it ain't. It's more like the reason I personally like didn't want to like elaborate on it cause, mm. it, cause it involved family. you okay. know what I'm saying, and you know. My family, um, we all moved on from it. We all forgave each other. I forgave them. They forgave me. And, and we just left it like that. You know what I'm saying? It was it was hard because I didn't want nobody to harbor no feelings towards nobody and shit. I had to take accountability because, you know, one thing I learned in life, bro, a lot of people like to play victim when shit happened to them. And um, I'm yeah. not the type of nigga. I'm going to take accountability. I played a part in what happened. So it's like, as a man, I'll swallow that. i take my heat and your heat because it's a family situation. So, by being a family matter, I just wouldn't want to go in details about what happened. But at the end of the day, you know what I'm saying? It's all love. Yeah. Bullshit.
0: Yeah, yeah but, like, uh, you got into the music, man. Like, uh, like, like who, who you started fucking with, like, out the gate that, like, looked out for you, like, when you first uh, got your feet wet with the rap shit? <clears throat>
1: looked out, looked out, looked out, looked out. Man, that's a good question. Man. Yeah. Um. Back then. Mm. Okay, let me ask you this. What's your definition of looking out?
0: um looking out just like like what you mean by throwing you on out. the mixtape uh putting you on a show uh giving you let you record you know what i'm saying like at the okay. stove you know what i'm saying without or type like type shit like that
1: the first nigga i can remember that's fresh in my mind that actually helped me um like gave me let me get on that platform fuck with their uh mixtapes and all that shit the first nigga was razor his yeah. name was DJ Razor. Okay. You know I'm saying? Razor, he was the first nigga he did. A, uh, he put a whole mixtape of artists together. I forgot the name. It was called A Legion of Dooms. Mm-hmm. He had the store up there on 35th and North. Razor was the first nigga to actually put me on a mixtape yeah. with a whole bunch of different artists and shit. Big collabo. did a whole little event surrounding it, and it was dope. And then after that, it was uh, it was Monte Carlos with the Smash.
0: Yeah, He had
1: the Smash stand for Support Milwaukee Artists and Stop Hating. And Smash was one of the events that propelled me and kept me alive because it was like an underdog type of um, open mic and shit where all the underdogs come. And I was, at the time, I was the biggest underdog. And, uh, yeah, Monte Carlos, he definitely uh, was like a nigga that kind of helped me in this music, you know what I'm saying, businessly and personally. Yeah. So And, like, outside of that, I, I don't want nobody to get mad. I can't remember right, 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 right. so long. Yeah. But I know for sure. Them two, for sure, with some niggas that definitely helped me and looked out for me
0: on my way up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because you came a long way, bro. Like, but for the people that don't know, like, you see what the Milwaukee Milwaukee music scene doing right now, bro. We going super crazy. You know what I'm saying? We down there, like, about to be top three, uh, you know what I'm saying, cities, of music, rap cities, you know what I'm saying, Mm -hmm. in a minute soon. uh, um, Like... Somebody don't know nothing about the Milwaukee music scene, like, back then, like, uh, between, like, 07 and 2010. Like, how Mm. would you
1: describe that shit? Man, back then, it was a grind. It was really hard. Listen, when I say (laughs) Milwaukee rap scene was so fucked up to me back then (laughs) to where when we used to go do shows, it was a whole bunch of rappers supporting rappers. Yeah. It was no fans. None. Like, we have 30 motherfuckers in the building. They all rappers. Mm-hmm. And they all supporting. Like, like you probably got, like, 10 niggas that's fucking with your music, but they all rappers, too. And it's like, <laughs> damn, where the crowd at? And then the people who did have the crowd, like, say it'd be 10 people performing. Mm-hmm. And there's one rapper, he performing. And he got, like, 15 of his people there. And as soon as he performed, they gone. Yeah. Like, just deceased. Like, yeah. with no real support. Yeah, yeah. So, 07, 010, man, it was just like, it was a grind. Like, niggas out here with CDs, posters, flyers. You had to really put the work in to even be noticed. And you was noticed more for your grind than your music. Only time people's music was known back then, it was like, I remember Ronnie Bow had that campaign and shit. I'm better than Jay-Z. You yeah. had to have, like, gimmicks and shit like that. I used to be like, damn, thought these niggas really, you really got to promote your shit. So, yeah. back then, it was real hard it was the internet wasn't popping like that and right. it was so much work you had to put in till now it's like nigga and be honest with you no 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 slight at none of the DJs, but djs was not playing milwaukee music at a high volume back then mm-hmm. like if you won, if you want part of that coalition of them djs and shit and they weren't fucking with you or whatever they was not playing your shit boss unless you was shit you had to be paying or doing something, ass kissing or something. It was not playing <laughs> nigga shit. Now, I ain't gonna lie, to their credit, they always be like, hey, man, give us something for the hoes. Give us something for the bitches. Like, yeah. they was big on that booty shaking shit. That's why that shit kind of always gonna be big in our town. But the way it is today, today, it's the opposite, man. It's so much love. Like, they forced to play people shit now because, yeah. because of the internet. The internet has really. Really, really pacified a lot of these artists where they ain't gotta do no work like we had to do. So that was the drastic change. It was more open mics and shit like that. Nobody was getting paid for no show boss. For real. I don't remember one nigga like, bro, I'm getting five hundred a show, unless it was baby Drew or Cuckoo or something. But yeah. Yeah. Wasn't no nigga getting paid. So the scene getting better, man. I done seen niggas get three thousand. Joe Pablo and um the other nigga XO, I seen yeah. the niggas get 3000 for a show that made me proud. Yeah, yeah, the nigga paid them three G's. Like, I'd have seen niggas get 1500 i am like, so the scene definitely got better from now to then. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's bullshit. Stuff,
0: man. Yeah, shout out all them too, man. Like, because, like, I'm like you said, like, I'm just so happy for everybody, bro. Like, mm-hmm. because, like, to me, it's like night and day. Like, but the only difference, like, it, it, obviously, the footwork too, but. Like, I feel like that footwork is getting put in the social media now. Like, I feel like that's where it reverse now. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, instead of them having to actually go uh, leave flyers on cars and go, yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying, like, go to the, uh, you remember, niggas used to go to the uh, check cashing place and leave <laughs> flyers and, on, you know what I'm saying, what what I'm go like to see. Playmakers, all that shit, leave them. The barbershop, yeah. the hair salon, yeah. I mean, playmakers,
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) everywhere, shards everywhere, hit the clubs up, that's popping, hitting all they windshields, niggas Mm -hmm. coming out, throwing your shit off the windshield, (laughs) like, man, fuck this nigga, but they look at it like, (laughs) man, "Man, that's all that counts. as long as they look, bro, or niggas niggas will take your shit, and use it to break down their weed, all this shit, like, (laughs) hey, bro, where that flyer at, that you, that you put in the back seat, (laughs) hey, get that motherfucker, bro, look, like, you know what I'm saying, like, but it was visual. You was in their face. They seen it. But it was just like it was. It was real grind, and that's where I got mad at because I sold so many motherfucking CDs in this little ass town, bro. I nigga, I'm talking about. I know, and it's so many people that be posting my old shit. Like, bro, I still got this album. Bro, I sold a lot of CDs. So when that screaming shit came, I was mad, in the motherfucker. Damn, I not wanted to quit rap. Like, fuck rap. I did Damn, say yeah. fuck rap for a couple years. So I'm like, man, all that motherfucking CDs I just sold. That shit don't count. I got to start over with screams and trying to get motherfuckers who 30 and 35 and still fuck with my music, want to go down, want to download this shit. Cars still got CDs and shit. Players, I'm like, damn. Yeah. So it was like one of them painful, painful adjustments where you like, oh, I got screams. Fuck these screams. They don't going to still print up CDs, but it was just like, you had to reinvent yourself. You had to adjust. Yeah. I think the scene, it definitely got better boss.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man, but shit, uh, like with the music, shit, like you kept going. You know what I'm saying? But like, I remember when you was super hot, bro. Like in the on the underground scene, like we said with the ten buck two, and then uh, you had end up like just disappearing. You had got locked up. You know what I'm like, saying? Like, and it was just it shocked me because I'm like, damn, like bro was going crazy. Like he was on a come up. You know what I'm saying? Then he just disappeared. Like, like what did you have to sit down for? If you can, if you want to talk about it, okay, I'm gonna explain that. But this is crazy, right? Mm-hmm.
1: Every time I made it to the top of anything I was doing, that's when they got me. Yeah, they ain't never get me when I was doing when I was doing bad. Oh, when I was doing good, and mm-hmm. I used to be like, "Damn, dog, listen, I have mastered the art of bouncing back, bro. I'd have been they'd have sit me down so many motherfucking times. The first initial time was a um, uh, I think I had a first time they sit me down. It was some petty shit. Yeah. It, it was this bar on um on the east side, Buffett McKee called Sully. Yeah. I'm sitting out in the car and shit. I'm just sitting in the car, man. Some fucking paddle bikes. <laughs> they pull up, jump in front of my shit. Man, they find like four, five sacks of weed and shit. Yeah. I tell them I smoke, but this is like my third time getting caught with a couple sacks. Yeah. So what they did was they called it second sequence class I felony. So the motherfuckers gave me 18 months in house correction, Five bags of weed. I was so pissed. But the problem was I feel like they couldn't get me for nothing else because I kept beating bigger shit. So they like, man, I got to get this nigga. And they got me for that shit. That was the first time. The next time when I go to jail, do this scratch, I go to jail, to scratch my cousin, that nigga locked up. He locked up already. They lock him up. I'm in his truck, trucking his name. They find some shit in the truck. Now I knew. That they was gonna put that shit on cuz yeah. if I didn't take it. Cuz the car in his name, anytime you get pulled over with a nigga and the car, and one of you all name, whatever in here, if the one person don't take it, the other person gonna get it. And that's exactly what happened. And I was like, I can't see my cuz, and my they already finna give him 10. So I'm like, man, I ain't finna, this nigga ain't I finna get this nigga no. Cuz the average nigga, his, the shiesty nigga would be like, shit, he already finna get 10, he might as well take the rest. I wasn't finna let cuz take the rest of that time. So I just, I took it because, right. you know, like I say, that was my cousin. You know, nigga, nigga love me and I love him. You know what I'm saying? And he's he, he been more of a brother than me my whole life. So I wasn't finna let cuz go down like that. So I just, I, I, I took it as a man because I ain't have a bad record. I had a little petty shit on my record. So I ain't think, you know what I'm saying, they was going to do nothing. Shit. Scratch me the fuck out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I took it on the chin. And I think that's where a lot of people was. That's where my respect in the street still come from because everybody knew I, I remained too real and remained solid through a lot of situations. But shit, this the longest I ever been out. You know what I'm saying? Since I was 13, so I just feel good. You know what I'm saying? To finally be free for three years, it's, yeah. the, it's the longest I've been free. And like now, I'm just trying to stay free because I feel like I mastered the art of bouncing back. Like <laughs> every time I came back, I always reinvented myself, figured out what was going on, and seen where I could create me a lane in it. Because I never was the type of nigga like, I'm more of an innovator. I'm not a follower. Like really? I don't like following shit. I like creating things and people piggyback off what I'm doing instead of me watching what they doing and piggyback off they were doing. Now, you can always add stuff to your but I always tell people, when you add stuff, you get from people, make sure you make it yours somehow. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, that, that's pretty much what happened with all of them situations. It was just it was drug case after drug case after drug case. And the nigga just kept getting knocked. Then I had a DV. You upset? Yeah. The bitch called the police on me. I called my P.O., lied on me, all kind of shit, bro. I was in so much trouble from 13 to 33. It was crazy. Yeah. So, and in a nutshell, my nigga, all that shit on C-Cap, though, anybody can look that shit up and see, like, damn. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, I'm free now, and that's part of my story, and I ain't running from it. Like, I'm going to live in my truth, so can't nobody use it against me. Because a lot of niggas don't like living in their truth because a motherfucker might use it against you. I'm going to live in my truth,
0: so you can't use it against me you know what I'm saying? That's me. No bullshit. That's real shit. Hell yeah, man. Like, though, you been out, like, 2020, you know what I'm saying? Like, I know you had to adjust, like, to all this shit. Like, you see, it was super, super different. Like, the social media game different, bro. Like, everything different. Like, you got to, like you said, the streaming. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know, like, like we talked off camera a little bit. You said you had to readjust. You know what I'm saying? But, like, because like, you do the, like, motivational shit. Like, like, wh- wh- when was it that you caught? Like, damn, like. This is for me. Like I want to do this shit. Man, I ain't gonna lie to you, boss. I got
1: a, I got a DM mm-hmm. from um Deion Santos. Wow, Coach, <laughs> Coach Prime. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Prime, prime time. Prime time. You know <laughs> what I'm saying. And I just, just for the, just for the sake of the, the people, I want you to, I want you to read
0: this. Man. Yeah. Shut up, motherfucker. Let me see. Let me see. Look what he said, man. Coach Prime. Oh, right. he said, man, you don't have any no, idea. No, 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 no come to the top. The oh, top. the top, the top, the top. Oh, oh, okay, yeah, that's okay, that's okay, 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 okay. I responded back Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Good stuff, my brother. God bless you, dog. That shit crazy. Deion
1: Sanders, you know, that I had some time, and he followed me. Yes, dog. And when he did that, and I looked at Deion Sanders as, like, all the motivation. Show the message. Show the message Like, all, there. like all the motivation. Show. When Deion Sanders DM'd me and said, good stuff, my brother. God bless you. Man, that was the beginning, bro. That's crazy. That was the beginning. Yeah, that's crazy, dog. And then when I had got E-40 and Wallow to comment on my shit. Yeah. When Wallow and E-40 commented on the video, I said, man, I got to take this shit serious. They watching. Yeah. Because when I was doing it, it was just, what I was feeling at the moment, I was I just get it out. Because I ain't going to lie. I never looked at it like motivation. I thought I was just talking my shit. Yeah. Like." Yeah. But it was so many people, like, being inspired by it. And then in May, I just went super viral where every day I woke up, I had to turn my notifications off. My phone was dinging every 10 minutes. Ding, 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 <laughs> Like, the notification coming in phone, like, ding, ding, ding. And I I, I, went, I went to my set and turned that shit off, nigga. And all the way to the day, videos from four or five months ago still getting commented on, still getting liked. So I realized, like, man, I got to take this shit serious while I got on watching because now I got to get this shit to them every day, and then show them the work, and show them, bring them into my story, and then when the when right after I went viral, that podcast witty in Texas reached out. Yeah, yeah. And when they reached out, I was like, "Hey, what is it gonna take to get you out here?" And I just shot some shit at them, and they came right back like, "Hey, send us this, send us that," and I sent it, and like thirty minutes later, they like, "Check your email, check your <laughs> cash out," and I said, "Never." Wow. Never. <laughs> so, they, it forced me to take it serious because I was on some like, just vent, bro, because I be having a lot of shit on my mind. So when that shit happened, bro, it
0: really turned me up, bro. It really turned me up, for real. That's crazy. Because uh, you got videos like what, millions of views and shit. Like like you said, Deion Sanders, all type of motherfuckers like sharing and shit. Like, like what was the, one of the first uh, big videos that went viral for you? The big video that went viral was... Uh, a day one video. Okay.
1: Um, I basically said, and it caused a lot of controversy. What I said was, a day one nigga is not a nigga that you knew from the sandbox since you knew since you was a little nigga. I said a day one nigga is a nigga that on day one up until now, he never switched up or changed on you never always been the same in public private when he was broke when you was doing good he never looked at you different he never changed on you the problem is niggas think a day one is a nigga that you knew since you was little your mama know his mama you dated his sister but this nigga done told on you you forgave him nigga broke in your house you forgave him some niggas even robbed their own partners and niggas forgave him niggas did a lot of shashy shit to him and forgave him and they still call him day ones that's not a day one my nigga a day one is a nigga you met on day one up until now, they ain't never switched up or changed. And When I put that shit out here, you know it was so many people that have been programmed to believe a day one is a sandbox nigga to where it was so controversial. I'm talking about, but that was the video E-40 commented on and said, preach.
0: And then <laughs> Wallow commented
1: on that motherfucker with the fires because they understood what I was saying. And that video right there to this day is gone. I'm had 4.4 million on my page. Damn. It's gone, bro. Yeah. I'm motherfucker out of here. And I was just like, when I seen that video go like that, I said, damn. And then after that, another one right after that, I, I dropped the one about, don't ever, man, don't ever bring no motherfucker to my crib that I don't know. Yeah. And that <laughs> motherfucker went even further than that one. And I said, oh, whoa. And I, and it's like, people be thinking this shit in the comment session. They be thinking it's some shit that just happened that same day. They're like, did you go talk to him? I'm like, because when I talk about shit, bro, I be reliving it in my head.
0: Yeah.
1: I, I, I think I got trauma or something because I be triggered. You yeah. can say some shit and it'll trigger something. And all the emotions and how I felt at that time, boss, that shit come right back to me and it grabbed me. So my mindset be more people be thinking like, this nigga going through this shit right now. or It just, just happened, but not knowing, nigga, I'm just reliving the shit that, you know what I'm saying, I disagree with because I always thought that like a day one was this. And, you know, niggas that did file shit and I'm like, i ain't forgiving niggas fuck that i ain't got no day ones right you know
0: what i'm saying yeah man yeah i know it's crazy though I, I know uh, even though i didn't you know i don't like double backing on content but you know I, I gotta get your opinion dog like you know what i'm saying like the uh the whole ass nigga adam 22 bro you know what i'm saying like uh oh, i know you spoke it. at it on the last podcast but you know uh his wife was getting buzzed down you know what I'm saying yeah. getting cracked open you know what i'm saying like on OnlyFans fans by by a nigga you know what i'm saying uh everybody have a a different opinions about it like it's still he's still trending bro he's saying that he got 50 million uh views off it so he good you know what i'm saying like you know what i'm saying so he he ain't worried about nothing you know what i'm saying he's and he's saying they back popping you know what i'm saying he back popping he back lit you know what i'm saying for uh letting his wife get cracked up and dude said she ain't had no good stretching in a while and he said he just got numb you know what i'm saying so i was like damn but he happy though he got the views he got the views. That's, that's all the matter. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, like. What's your your take on the whole thing? I know you talked about it a little bit, but I I, I just got to hear it for two real mouth, bro. Like, I got to hear what you guys say. Bro. I ain't gonna lie to you, boss. Like,
1: when I seen it, dog, this how I feel. I said, well, shit. Oh, that was a that was a strategic move for them to get some money. Yeah, I th- I thought it was like a play because I looked at it from two standpoints. Okay, I ain't just dating a porn star. I marry one. So what I allowed, what I learned about women, regardless, if you date women in certain industries, bro, you have to allow them to be free. Be their free self and be who they is. So to me, I knew by him being a YouTuber and a media person and her being a porno star, not saying her career ain't doing good or her money ain't flowing, I knew that the only way ever that a nigga was going to allow their wife to do something like that, it had to be some money in play. Yeah. Obviously money that she was going to bring back home to the family. Some people look at it as pimping. I look at it as a partnership. I married the woman that's in this industry. So at the end of the day, what the average person did, it, what I did, it. I first personally, I wouldn't have married no porn star. So I don't think I would have did it anyway. But I'm looking at it from a, a business standpoint. Like, oh, that was, a, that was a quick way to make a bag. Because I think in the first 24 hours, if they got like 50 million views, they up there with the Kim Kardashian tape. And I looked at it, like, from what he was saying, you know, she allowed him to have threesomes and do things. So I'm like, oh, this this is just okay, baby. I'll let you do this because you're going to let me do this. But at the same time, I was, I, when I first seen it, bro, I thought it was a money grab, like pure money. I thought it was all about a good way for them to make business. Now, I look at the other shit that everybody look at, like, damn, he let his wife get slayed out and <laughs> dude stretched her out and all that shit. <laughs> but at the end of the day, it's like, Man, that nigga had a 22 kind of player in the way. Me, like, nigga, you let a nigga, another nigga have your wife, you kind of get a little player card for that nigga. You let a motherfucker crack her up because that's what <laughs> niggas, a lot of niggas want to hit that bitch, like, in line. And dude, actually, the Jason nigga, he fucked his bag up because if he wouldn't have said nothing, they was finna double back and do another yeah. scene with all three of them. Right. So I looked right. at dog like, nigga, you done fucked it up for other niggas. Like, nigga, man, you know how, man, listen, bro. Niggas want to fuck niggas' bitches. You heard Tupac. That's why I fucked your bitch, you fat motherfucker. <laughs> like, every nigga want to fuck somebody's wife, my nigga. So, like, nigga, you got that chance, nigga. Why the fuck you ain't just shut up, nigga? You caught that fame. You start trending. And now you thought you was, man, bro, you fucked up your bag even further. Because that nigga wasn't relevant like that. Who the right. fuck? I ain't know that nigga before then. Yeah, I ain't either. either. Now, I ain't going to be real. I ain't know Adam wife before then. Out of all three of them, I only knew Adam. I just thought it was a play for them to get a bag and for him to help her get a bag Cause she already monetized, he monetized. So that shit was all about a bag and I ain't going to say it was clickbait, but it was more like, damn baby, what can we do to get just, if I let you do this, we got to make it to where we win. And I think that's what it was all about. At the end of the day, Adam got it. He's smart. He in media. He know what to say. He know what to do. Now, did he go overboard with some of the shit he was saying after? Yeah. I mean, but we can't expect a, a white boy to be too cool. He corny. right? Yeah. The nigga corny. He's a corny white boy. You know what I'm saying? He's going to say corny shit. Yeah. So, at the end of the day, I, I kind of figured that the after effect don't got nothing to do before the fact because it takes a strong man to do something like that. I thought it was a P move on my behalf.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. just oh, no. keeping it real. Yeah. You may look at it different, but
1: yeah. hey, I, I done dated dancers before, boss. So, I, yeah. did, I know. That hey, nigga talking about, man, I got five, six G's or 10,000 for this man shit. You got Come her on. for one night. I got her for, one, for the life. I don't care, my nigga. I. <laughs> Listen, my nigga, you ain't, we ain't dating versions. Shit. Right. Only way you gonna date a version if you do what the Chinese nigga did. He he adopted the baby and raised her up, then married her. That's, I, don't got, I don't got that many years to wait. And I'm, I'm I'm just big on knowing like this, it's more about the money. Because what I learned is when we ain't on that side of the business, we don't really know. Because at the end of the day, I know he knew this was gonna, bro, come on now. Yeah. You Adam 22. Right. You know damn well that a lot of people was going Gonna be like, say something. You you gotta be prepared for that. So I just think he was on some. Man, I'm gonna put my wife in position so she can win. Let her have fun. Cause obviously she said she enjoyed herself. And then dude said he scratched her. Like dude, dude went extra hard. Like, man, she ain't been scratched in a while. Yeah. Now you now you playing with my nigga manhood. You playing with Adam Manhood. Now you let us know. That's why he said it ain't the motion. It's the motion in the ocean. Yeah, Not the you know, whatever the shit it. he says. Yeah. So it's like now you gotta defend yourself. You done fucked up the bag for yourself, my nigga. Cause he could have man, it could have been all kind of kinky shit going on with them. But hey man, listen. Shout out to them, my nigga. Whatever, whatever makes the bag do what you got to do. Shit, I ain't going to judge you. I don't
0: know. I still think the hunky weird, bro. Like, I mean, I just hey, it, I not think it's weird. Like, hey,
1: it ain't weird. It's different from your norm, boss. Right, right, right. It's just right, different right, from your right, norm, my nigga. Right. Like, he different from your norm. You different from his norm. Because you probably couldn't do that. And he probably couldn't do what you wouldn't have did. Right, fact. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I just look at it like that, bro. Yeah. The, man, the, man, the man made a strategic play. He got us for a couple of weeks to tap in. Had everybody
0: googling that shit. Probably was the most searched shit of the week. And he made a bag. Yeah, most definitely. Hell yeah! But you know, it's the other shit like not just in Milwaukee, period, but like just anywhere. You know, like sometimes like people like uh, fake it till they make it. You know what I'm saying? Like they be they they make it look like some on social media, but in real life it be really a totally different situation. But when they get to their position, they be like, "Damn, I'm good. I had to go. I had to do this, do this, do this." whether it's buying fake jewelry, posting in front of a car, like no matter what what it is, you know what I'm saying, yeah. just faking it till you make it, period. Like, do you think that shit acceptable? And do you think, like, that's the way to, like, get on? Do you think that's one way to get on? Well, you know what's crazy is fake it till
1: you make it was actually a real concept. Like, it was real in the sense of when niggas did it back in the day, they faked it to actually make it. Meaning, when I had 10,000, people thought I had 100. When I got a 100, they thought I had a meal. These niggas is faking it to be in the same position. <laughs> they faking it to stay in the same spot. They not faking it to make it. They faking it right now to stay in the same position. Fuck the same hoes. Do the same shit. Appear the same way. And they ain't trying to grow. Niggas ain't trying to, bro. You know how many, you know how many popular known niggas that don't got they they shit together, they paperworks, they LLCs, like niggas ain't doing shit for real to make it. Niggas doing shit to stay in the same place and just to look good, appear good, appear like it's going good. But that wasn't the concept of fake it till you make it. Like back in the day, like the pimp niggas, they used to have a fake jury on, a fake jury and shit to knock the bitch. Then once they get the bitch, she don't know she gonna pay for the real jury. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, she didn't know the jury was fake. When niggas bought fake jury it was for the front for the hoes. Now, the bitches know this shit ain't fake. They know this shit fugazi now, and they know who really got the money. But the problem is, niggas are faking it to stay in the same place. Jerry, they're not faking it to make it. Because faking it, you want to make it, you got to fake it till you get there. You're not even pursuing to get there. You faking it, got people believing you doing good, but the whole time you standing in you standing in place. That's yeah. what motion is sometimes. Niggas just standing in place, moving, and you think he got shit going on, but he ain't even trying to progress. Progress.
0: Mm-hmm. Niggas
1: faking it to stay in the same place. They're not faking it to make it no more. Believe that.
0: <laughs> yeah, dog, that shit crazy, dog. Yeah, because I be seeing that then. You know, like a lot of people be having different opinions about that type of shit, because some people be like, man, so what? Like, I'm going to do it, shit. I'm going to get to where I, I want to be with this shit.
1: Yeah, because the thing about it is, it's like, I don't know too much about designer, but like they be saying, a lot of niggas be having on fake designer. But I'm like, shit, I wouldn't know if it was fake or not. Fake designer, fake Jordans. Like, even some of the rich niggas shop with the bootleggers. Like,
0: yeah.
1: So it's like, think about it. If I hop out of 550 Benz mm-hmm. with a piece on and an AP and a Roly or whatever, my chains and shit on, mm-hmm. you probably won't even question it. But if I hopped out a motherfucking Honda. Shit, you're right, man. That shit, faking a (laughs) motherfucker. So really, it's all about presentation. Presentation. You know what I'm saying? Because if you can trick it, you can beat them. The game always been like, before they find out, I already got everything I came for. See, that's the problem. Niggas got to know. Like, before people find out, this ain't, this fool, you got everything you came for. You got to get what you came for. Because if you don't get what you came for, then they find out. They're like, oh, you was bullshitting all this time. But if you got what you came for, then they find out later, like, damn, bro, that shit was fake. That jury was fake. Bro, I would have never knew, bro, because you was still progressing to get to where you want to get to. Yeah, Motherfuckers just be settling. Mm-hmm. And I tell people all the time, never settle, boss, because the minute you settle for less than you deserve, you get less than what you settle for. Believe
0: that. Yeah, that's true, dog. Yeah, yeah dog, <clears throat> you know, I always uh, be hitting on random ass topics. Uh You know, like uh, the Island Boys, bro, like, though they came out, you know what I'm saying, as, as gay or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Ooh. Like, yeah, and then, like, I don't know, like he 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 started talking about top and bottom, like all type of weird shit, bro. Like, mm. you know what I'm saying? Like, do you think they they just doing that for clout, or you think, uh, bro, just really always been like that, and he he just wanted to come out at this time?
1: I, I ain't gonna lie to you, bro. I, I I stay away from them LGBTQ communities and them 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 people, bro. Because that them them type of people to screw a nigga whole career, man. I just stay <laughs> away from them people. I I won't talk about it. I won't promote it, none of that. I just look at it like, man, whatever you like, whatever you choose to do in your bedroom, that's between you and God and you and your partner. Because at the end of the day, I just know how the world was started. And I'm going to keep going with how it was started. I ain't got nothing against none of them people. But like when I looked at it, I was the only thing I can hope, I hope it was for some money. I hope it was <laughs> supposed to play, because what else, what else could you be kissing your brother for, like your blood brother yeah. in that manner? Because <sighs> you got so many people talking about Selling Your Soul and Illuminati and, and stuff like that makes people think that it's actually true, because we don't know what's going on mm-hmm. on the other side of that spectrum. Like I could never, now don't get me wrong. Uh, it was a picture that went viral like a couple months in our city where dude was kissing his son, he was like two year old, yeah. And I uh, yeah, remember that video, yeah. yeah and yeah. um uh, people was just going so crazy about it, and I didn't see nothing wrong with it because it was like, come on, man, that's his son. But at the end of the day, everybody got their view of it. But that's a baby, that's his father. Y'all are two adults, and y'all kissing if y'all ain't doing that for money, then it's just really like, man, sh- something going on, man. Y'all got some demons or something, y'all chasing because you know that ain't. That ain't normal. That's different from our norm, boss. And at the end of the day, bro, whatever floats they boat, but I, you won't catch me talking about them people, man. I, <laughs> I do not. I have nothing against them people. If that's what y'all want to do with y'all life, man, so be it. Whatever you choose to do in your bid, that's up to you, boss. Me, I'm going to do what I want to do in my bid because I don't want to be bullied and be people saying I'm this, I'm, I'm not homophobic, none of that. You know what I'm saying? I just realized that. It's some people that's different in this world and it's some people that's going to constantly do things that we're not used to people doing. And, and, and it's it's okay. You got to adjust and adapt. But that's something I ain't going to adjust and adapt to. Right.
0: <laughs> really? I like the hoes. <laughs> right. I like the bitches. <laughs>
1: and I love me some women, boss. Right.
0: Believe that. Mm-hmm. Oh, bullshit. But, like, uh like well, where do you see the future going, like, just period, like, just with life? You know what I'm saying? Because, like you said, like, from what we used to bro uh it was way different back then you know what i'm saying like what do you see in the future you know what i'm saying for just the world period bro man i ain't gonna lie bro i
1: i i i, I see the world i see a lot of jobs getting taken away and, yeah. getting, and getting replaced by robots
0: Definitely.
1: i see a lot of the technology coming in to take a lot of jobs from us i see i see a lot of uh People should watch the uh, it's called Social Dilemma, okay, on um Netflix. I see these phones continuing to control our kids, and we being outparented by these phones. The amount of stuff they can see and hear, the amount of stuff they can have access to, I see this really de- desensitizing us a little more because the average person can't hold a conversation for um, outside of um, two minutes without <laughs> being distracted or without picking up their phone, without without. So I see us constantly just and distracted and i see like more prisons getting built more people going to jail more people just dying and no nope, a lot of people not being educated but i also see on a positive i see more people like me you trying to push the message forward and get people to example because i learned in life you got to be the example you want to see like you can't just say stuff you got to be that example mm-hmm. and show people like a format and a blueprint and i see that on a positive note like more people Speaking out, more people stepping up and sacrificing their time and sacrificing some things that they like for the greater cause, and um, and and, and I, I just see, I see a lot of chaos in the world too, man. Where where you got stuff like Donald Trump that got indicted three times, nigga ain't got a mug shot, <laughs> right. but nigga, I get I get pulled over jaywalking, I'm in the county on uh, Milwaukee County mug, like in you know, mug shot page and shit. So I just see. Politics. I see a lot of people just choosing sides. I just see, I see a female president. Man, I see yeah. a lot of yeah. shit, bro. That's just, just, just different from my norm, bro. And I, I pray, I, I just pray for this world, boss, because it's, 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 it's getting there where it's like, damn. But I also see, you know, what I'm saying, like the kids, the kids is the future. So I see us just doing our part, man. Yeah. Keep, keep, them educated, and get their ass off these games, man. Yeah, for real, bro. Because these games is what's like. It's cool to have your kid in the house playing a game, you know what I'm saying, to keep him out of trouble, but he got to learn something. Because these niggas out here thinking it's Grand Theft Auto. Man,
0: they crazy, man.
1: So, yeah, man, I think it's the world on the good and the bad, the positive and the negative, I think that's what I see.
0: Yeah. That bullshit. Yeah, yeah, dog. You know, uh sometimes, like, <clears throat> people be going through, like, tough times and shit, like, on the financial t- side, and, like, say motherfucker get laid off of their job or, like a, when a, a hustler just stopped, you know what I'm saying? Like like you you the bounce back king, bro. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like for as far as like your experience, like what do you think is the most successful and uh, what do you think is the most successful hustle? Like that is out there right now to twenty twenty three?
1: Ooh. It depends on your city, right? Yeah. So if I was to take Milwaukee, um the food industry is very lucrative here. Mm. We love food. Yeah. I, I mean, food industry is always way good. Milwaukee, like, you come here, some good food, good crab boils, lamb chops, you know what I'm saying, jerk chicken, all that. I mean, our city mess with that. Um, it's a lot of inflation in the real estate in, in industry, but it depends on where you're at. Uh, right now, they got Airbnbs, is big in certain states, you know what I'm saying. And I'm going to tell you something that I feel like Will always be money in. And a lot of people might not think, but I don't care if it's a recession or not, funeral homes. Yeah. And, and if you had a funeral home, and like if I had funeral homes, right, they say you get 10 funeral homes, where are you going to put them? So I'm going to put four in Chicago, right in the middle of Chicago. So all the crime happened I'm going to put, put four in um, Louisiana, just all the states where the murder's at. That's and, and that's where I feel like that's where the money at. Lucrative funerals. It's no never be a recession. People gonna die every day from natural causes or murder, mm-hmm. or cancer or sickness. So, dim the industries I know for sure. Like you gonna always make money. Yeah. Food, real estate, funeral homes. That's where some money at. Technology too. If you can learn these apps, create these new programs and apps and shit like that. It's a lot of. That's why I tell people go back to school take your editing program, learn technician and all that because, like, right now we need more kids with um trays where they can learn how to use their hands Yeah, because they're taking so many jobs away. As the years pass, robots bringing out our food at restaurants, all that shit, they're trying to change the whole trajectory and stuff. So people need to get trays and learn how to work with their hands. Mm. Learn how to work with your hands. Go get you a tray because you'll always have a job if you know how to work with your hands. Believe that.
0: that bullshit. Yeah, man, who you wanna shout out before you get out this motherfucker, bro? Man,
1: I wanna shout out God first, man, yeah, because you know, and brought me through so much, man. And I wanna I wanna shout out, you know what I'm saying, my mother for having me, my daddy for, you know, you know, busting that nut. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and uh man, all my new supporters, man, all around the world, man, that really give me the inspiration to keep going, man. I appreciate you all because 'cause y'all are really the reason why niggas just always wanna keep going and you know what I'm saying. Like, my family that still love me, the few that still love me, you know what I'm saying, my kids that love me, I love y'all too, you know what I'm saying, it's just, that's what keeps me going, you know what I'm saying, the supporters, because I don't really like calling them fans, I feel like they real supporters, because they support what a nigga doing. And I just want to shout y'all out, man. And last but not least, mixtape motherfucking Trapper, DJ motherfucking yeah, Jerry. you yeah, What the fuck yeah. going on, nigga? Check this out, boss. Yeah, Hey, niggas, only one Jerry, my nigga. <laughs> hey, man, all you motherfucking niggas imitating and perpetrating, man. Steady waiting and hating, man. You're going to be waiting for a long motherfucking time. See this nigga fall. No Believe bullshit. that,
0: man. No ah! Hey, make sure y'all check out the motherfucking hats, man. Hey. Yeah, check
1: this out, boss. Hey, one of these boss. yours. There's every one you want, yeah. man. I got one for you, it's man. The baby and the boss. Oh, oh yeah, baby saying? and the boss, man. Check, out, check this out, boss. Check this out, baby, man. Make sure y'all tap in, man. Mm-hmm. My link tree and my Instagram, man. Y'all can go to the website, get whatever. I got all kind of shit on
0: that motherfucker. Tap in. No bullshit. Ah! Yeah. You already know what the fuck it is, man. DJ Jerry, aka the Voice of the Streets, it's that motherfucking Mixtape Choppers Radio, man. Too real. What's happening? Happening. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs>